Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a notch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> that's right, boys and girls. That's right. You're listening to the one and only Provo Show at 8.30 a.m. Central European Time. How are you doing out there, folks? Uh, first things first, a big good morning to Eugene, um, Edward, uh, I guess that's Eduardo, to um, The Bridge, to Vero, to who else? Pedro from Instagram. How are you doing out there, folks? If you want to join these amazing people, the Provo Show crew, live in the audience, you can do that at twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian but i'll be happy if um i'll be happy if we're just working with the regular crew today how are you doing out there guys i um i was i was on the team with pedro from instagram last night natch we came second place just one point behind the winners oh how did you do how did your team do we ended up third third mm -hmm. okay all right how about how many points do you have in total I can't remember, 36. Ah, dude, not too bad. Not too bad. We were 42, the winners were 43. Yeah, I'm, um, uh, yeah. Pe Pedro actually was had a clutch answer. We could have been 43, but the guy we were with, Mike, I'm not going to name and shame him, but his name is actually Mike, <laughs> was insistent that the answer was 90. Well, when was, when was the album Thriller released, Natch? Apparently 1982. 1982. Pedro knew that, but Mike was insistent, <laughs> and we lost. <laughs> Andrea also almost had one. Um, uh, the, yeah, dude, where's the biggest Halloween parade in the world? I should have known Alberto Alonso, a New Yorkino, a New Yorker would have said New York. Come on. Anyway, guys, how are you doing out there? My God, what a great show. I am um, fingiendo energia. If you don't speak Spanish, it means I'm full of beans. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. In uh, 100 Humans, I asked them to name a physical trait. Name a physical trait that might make someone appear suspicious. Name a physical trait. Un, como, como dirías esto? Un algo físico. Rasgo físico. Rasgo físico. That might make someone appear suspicious. Sospechoso. John, John, John. Um, in complete the news, we'll find out about Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend and um, why Joe Biden grew worried, preoccupado, why he grew worried about AI. <laughs> if we have time for both, these are both, um, uh, these are both amazing uh, complete the newses. And today's unpopular opinion, courtesy of one of my Patreon supporters, oh, Guys, get on my Patreon, man. You're missing out on so much content. Um, one of my Patreon supporters, Nace Rhett, I love you. And she said, she said that, um, or she enlightened me to um, to something that happens in Japan. Have you ever heard, Natch, of Johatsu? Johatsu. Apparently, it's um, the Japanese word for evaporation. No, you've never heard of it. Well, nope. r r thanks to Nasret, we have this. I have this knowledge, and it is. Um, and today's unpopular opinion is based on that. It is. It should be easy to legally disappear and start a new life. Debería ser fácil desaparecer legalmente y iniciar una nueva vida. All right, thank you, translation elf. No problems there, right now. <laughs> Um, and th that said, guys, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. First of all, our wonderful crew in the chat. Um, uh, the bridge says, good morning, Rob. I'm fighting the urge to throw my phone out of the window while trying to hold on to my valve. Demasiados frentes abiertos. It's just as well I'm lying down. You relax, Bridge. You relax. Wonderful start there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, good morning, folks. Says I born to Iron Man is with us. Ronnie is also with us. How you doing, Ronnie? Um, Pedro says it was great fun yesterday. Maybe Thriller got a little was released a little late in Florida. Yeah, he was convinced. He said I was alive when Thriller was. So were we, dude? Like how old do you think we were? <laughs> I was ready to believe. I was ready to believe Pedro. Anyway, whatever. I'm not bitter, Natch. It sounds like I'm bitter, but I'm not. <laughs> um, fingiendo energia. 
e um, equals suffering myself with coffee. Stuffing myself with coffee, says the bridge. Yeah, I am this morning. My God. What time did you get to bed last night, Natch? Um, 1 a.m. Holy cow. Yeah, the metro was. Jeez Louise, dude. Yes. I had to wait 15 minutes to the metro. Dude, I thought I was suffering. I had like five hours sleep last night. Like, Natch and I are early. We are in here early. We're normally both of us in here. We both coincided this morning at 7 uh, seven thirty a.m. in the office. I was here a little bit earlier. And um, I to get to be here at that time and, you know, prepare the show and do all my things, I'm up at half past five. What time do you get up, Natch? Same. Half past five. Half past five. <laughs> Dude, so you've had five hours sleep? Yeah. No, even less. <laughs> yes. My God, I thought I was suffering with six. Dude, give yourself a Probo approved, Natch. That was for, Probo approved. For, for you, sir. For you. Chapeau, man. It's like, I've been walking around the office this morning like like a bear with a sore head. Like grumpy as hell. Grunion. <laughs> grumpy Rob is in the building. Natch, he's all sunshine and flowers. Hey, how's it going, Rob? <laughs> it's fake. How many coffees have you drunk this morning, Natch? Not only this one. Only this one. Okay. <laughs> Jeez Louise, you're a trooper, sir. You're a trooper. Um, did you both fall from the bed? Yes, we did, Vera. <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on in the news. Some actually fun, uh, fascinating news today. Um, scientists just discovered a new human sense of touch. Um, scientists have just, just discovered a new nuevo sentido de... Oof, how do you say touch? So sense of touch. Uh, tacto. Tacto. Sentido de tacto. Right? Más o menos? Yeah. Sí, del tacto. I don't have the translation off today, Natch. No computer, so I, 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 want, I want encouragement. <laughs> Nivelazo. My computer is currently asleep. It's still sleeping. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, scientists have just discovered a new sense of touch. Scientists, and, and I feel like this new story is something we all already knew, but let's get into it. Scientists have discovered a new aspect of the sense of touch, or the human sense of touch. Our hair follicles can directly detect light touches. Previously, it was believed that only nerve endings in the skin were responsible for this sensation, but the study conducted by Imperial College London used RNA sequencing to find that cells in the hair follicle or in the hair follicle's outer roots um, have more, um, more sensitive or have sensitive to, are sensitive to touch, in fact, more so than human skin cells. Via. So did you know that, Natch? I kind of assumed that was a thing already. That the hair follicles... Like, my head... It, I, I'm like... I'm like a superhero. I feel no pain. No hair follicles. <laughs> but my arms and my ass, my God. Painful. <laughs> so there you go, yeah. Sentido del tacto, said Edward Vero. Sentido del tacto. Can we get some nivelazos for the crew, please? What? Que nivelazo. Thank you, guys. I need your help today. I've got no translation, Elf. He was seriously injured in a torturing accident. <laughs> I'm going to have to go kidnap a new one. There you go. Um, the bridge. Sense, new sense. Is this going to take us to another dimension? No. No. <laughs> but it is interesting, right? Um, when the hair follicle cells are stimulated, nearby sensory nerves were activated, indicating touch registration. So apparently, uh, yeah, hair follicles, even more sensitive than the nerve endings in our skin. Fascinating stuff. Uh, next, I didn't actually vet this new story before coming on air, so let's see what it is. Virtual meetings, los reuniones virtuales, which are the best flavor of meetings because you can ignore them. There is nothing worse than pres presential meetings. Oh, I know because I've got one today and it usually lasts like a week. <laughs> oh, give me strength. <laughs> Virtual meetings tire people. They tire people because we're doing them wrong, says new research. Estamos haciendo los mal. Yeah, we're having them. <laughs> they exist. That's the mistake. New research from Alto University has challenged the common belief that fatigue from virtual meetings is due to mental overload, suggesting instead that sleepiness may be caused by mental overload and boredom. The study, which involved monitoring the heart rate, 
vari- variability of 44 knowledge workers during 400 meetings found that those who were not actively engaged in their work were more likely to become drowsy during virtual meetings. See, that doesn't happen with me because I turn the meeting off and just nod while I'm doing my work. <laughs> oh, God, I hope today's a virtual one. Please, God, please. <laughs> if my boss is listening, um, sorry, but that's what's going to happen. Unless you force me to go in there, dear. Uh, let's continue. All right, more news, more news, Natch. How a story... This, this is an extract from a book, and I think it's something we've covered on the show um, previously and on the lunchtime show, if you listen at 1.30 Central European time. We constantly complain about the state of education. Our current educational system created in the Industrial Revolution and has not changed, even though society has moved on leaps and bounds. Also, we've spoken about um, AI in the classroom and technology in the classroom and um, how a common misconception is that these things, adopting these things, actually takes away from human um, the human education potential or human learning potential. Like... Um, when we could use calculators, it made us all worse at maths. I don't think that's the case. Well, this is a fascinating excerpt from a book. Um, it's from, I believe it's from fortune.com. Sadly, the article is behind a paywall. So you can't access it unless you subscribe to Fortune. But if you subscribe to me on um, Patreon, Natch, <laughs> you get a two-paragraph description of what the um, extract is about it's called a theory for of everyone a theory of everyone i'm going to be buying this um so the um the article is entitled how estonia ripped up its school plans just after five years uh, from breaking from russia so cinco años después de separarse de rusia again no translation elf that you're welcome um <laughs> thank you thank you um and became the top country in maths, science, and reading outside Asia. How that happened, that transition from being in the under the yoke of Russia to separating, um, rewriting the rules of their educational system and becoming um, the number one country outside of Asia in maths, science, and reading. Amazing stuff. So here we go. I'll read, um, I'll read a little bit of the... Um, of the blurb I prepared around this article. Just five years after Estonia's independence from the USSR in 1991, the country launched an ambitious educational initiative known as the Tiger Leap Foundation. This innovative program aimed to overhaul, cambiar radicalmente, to overhaul Estonia's educational system by integrating technology updating curricula and internet-connected uh, internet classrooms um, to global information. 2001, all schools were internet-connected, teachers were technologically adept, and a platform called School Life was established to foster collaborative knowledge and sharing among educators. So what that happened, so they connected all classrooms, all teachers, to create a big pool of knowledge. What happened? Well, I'll continue. These steps contributed to creating a collective intellectual environment that elevated Estonia's, uh, Estonia to the top ranks of non-Asian countries in math, science, and reading. And um, if you head over to my Patreon, you can read some more about this, um, this groundbreaking development in Estonia's educational systems. By instead of fearing um, connectivity, embracing it, and how it led to their um, undeniable success in the realm of education. Fantastic. It's really, really fascinating stuff. Um, all right, let's see what the people are saying in the chat. How are you doing, chat? God. Um, Sentido del tacto. Thank you, guys. Um, like Spider-Man? Ask Edward. <laughs> what was like Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't know. I missed it. Sorry, Edward. Um, the bridge. Robbie's educating us on hair, fo- hair follicles. Yeah. I might. It might be that I'm not the expert in the room. With regards to hair, Natch. It might be. <laughs> um, which means men suffer fatigue unless they call in Gumersindo. Oh, dude. Dude, I mean, you know who has the most ad- advanced Gumersindo? Probably in the world. Our friend Nacho. <laughs> 
Because when I come in and I'm on, and when I've got something to be grumpy about, Natch, he's so, he listens and he smiles and he nods. And I can only imagine if that was me, Natch, I would engage Gumercindo and just go to my happy place until it finished. <laughs> so I salute you, sir. I salute you. <laughs> yes, being under the yoke can be messy, says the bridge. Good morning, Conman. How are you doing? Joining us from South Africa. He says, South Africa's a four-time Rugby World Cup champion. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Do you follow the rugby match? No, I don't. No, me neither. Although when I'm around bigger boys in bars, I pretend to be interested. Same, same, my same tactic as with traditional football. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, there we go. That's um, a little bit of the news today. Yeah, we found out about scientists discovering a new sense of touch, virtual meetings being done wrong, and um, how Estonia completely changed their um, education system uh, to become the top country outside of Asia in math, science, and reading. Fascinating stuff. And on that note, guys, we're going to go to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Okay, today's unpopular opinion, uh, courtesy of Nasret, one of my followers, one of my supporters um, on the paid tier of my Patreons. Thank you, thank you for that, Nasret. Very, very grateful. So she introduced me to a topic called, ooh, let me see if I can find it, Joshua, Jo-hu-swa. <laughs> J-O-U-H-A-T-S-U, uh, Johatsu, Johatsu. Okay, translated as evaporation. And this refers to individuals in Japan who intentionally disappear from their lives without leaving any trace. So they leave their family, friends, and start again. This phenomenon, while observed globally, is particularly prevalent in Japan due to specific cultural factors. The rise of Johatsu can be attributed to the to Japan's intense work culture and the societal shame associated with quitting a job or facing personal failures. The concept began in the 1960s and is often linked to those escaping unhappy marriages. <laughs> um, the economic downturn of the 1990s saw a huge surge in johatsu and suicides. It's estimated that around, get this man, around 100,000 Japanese people um, become johatsu annually. 100,000 people disappear and new people are created in their wake. Incredible. So because of this, because of this um, fantastic bit of knowledge dropped by uh, Nasra on, on my um, Patreon, today's unpopular opinion is it should be easy to legally disappear and start a new life. Debería ser fácil desaparecer legalmente y iniciar una nueva vida. Ooh, so I asked people on Instagram, Natch, what do you think they said? Mm, I think they said true. A lot, little? Mm, In between. Like 70. Oh, dude, you're on fire. 76% said true. Well done, well done. <clears throat> Which kind of surprised me. Because there are implications outside of just regular people escaping unhappy marriages or facing the shame of quitting your job. <laughs> um, yeah, there are other implications. What about people um, convicted of crimes or people that might be dangerous to the public? There is a lot to consider, and let's unpack it right now. I, um, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and they provided me with some pros and cons. So, in the pro column, agreeing that it should be easy to legally disappear and start a new life. Um, first, uh, first things first. For individuals facing threats to their life, like victims of domestic violence or stalking, the ability to legally disappear and start a new life can be a life-saving option. Everyone can change. Providing a mechanism to start over can offer those with non-violent criminal backgrounds or past mistakes, a chance to reintegrate into society without facing constant prejudice. You know, if you are convicted of a federal crime in the United States, it is almost impossible for you to start, get a decent job, you know, anything. Maybe something like this, uh, the ability just to start a new life for these people, you know, rather than 
getting inside that um, ever, ever downward spiral that a lot of people find themselves in. I'm going to tell you a story about my from my personal life in a second, but we'll get into that after I've read the pros and cons. Um, also in the in the pro column, for some, detaching from their current circumstances and beginning anew can be therapeutic, offering a fresh start and potential re- relief from past traumas or adverse situations. Next. Um, from a f- philosophical standpoint, individuals should have the autonomy to decide on their own identities and the course of their lives, or lives, sorry, without undue restrictions. Hmm. All right, in the con column, disagreeing with this point, saying, no, 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 we shouldn't make it easy for people to legally disappear. There's a potential for misuse. People could evade responsibilities, including debt, legal judgments, criminal prosecution, and it could undermine the judicial system. Next, um, if, it, if it were straightforward to disappear, it could disrupt familial responsibilities. Child support payments jump to mind. Um, it could, you know, it, it could disrupt responsibilities in, in employment and other societal obligations. I think that's kind of the point of disappearing though, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's supposed to, in nature, in its very nature, disrupt those things. Anyway, let's continue. In the age of terrorism and organized crime, ensuring people can easily change their identities is crucial, cannot change their identities, is crucial for national security. A system that easily allows for legal disappearance could be exploited for malicious intent. And finally, here we go. Implementing a system that allows individuals to disappear and start anew while ensuring it isn't misused would be complex and challenging. Verifying genuine reasons for setting up new identities and maintaining both privacy and security would be an intricate process. But just because it's intricate, does it mean it's not worth doing? Fascinating. So here's a story from my personal life. And one reason why this um, kind of made a lot of sense to me and um, why I find this topic uh, interesting. Whereas I didn't create a new identity in my life, whereas I'm not, you know, I've always been Rob. <laughs> um, where I haven't, didn't create a new identity for myself. At the age of 21, I kind of turned, not turned my back on, but disappeared, as it were, from the from my friends, from my hometown, where I was born and lived and really never left. And to a greater degree, really, even my family. And, um, and reinvented myself. Um, I struggled with alcohol. Um, I was quite an angry... Um, I was a very different person back then. And the ability to, to pick up everything and start again with people in a new circle of friends who saw me as a blank slate gave me the ability to reinvent myself, educate myself, Figure out for myself what I believed rather than the things that I'd been indoctrinated in because of um, the society in which I was born or familial um, familial concepts of who I was. Quite often the things that hold us back are the people who love us the most. They have an idea of who we are and it can kind of hamper our growth. That at least was my case. So what happened? Um, as... Uh, at 20, 21 years of age, I um, got kicked out of college. I had two GCSEs <laughs> in art and woodwork. Um, a lost cause with an alcohol problem and, um, and a bad reputation. Um, fast forward five years. You know, I'd gotten a BBC Student Radio Award, um, a five-star review at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I graduated university with honours. Um, a 2-1 from one of the top three universities in the country. Maybe there is something to this. Maybe there is. But I'm not going to decide that, my friends. No, no, no. You are. In just a few minutes, I'm going to post a poll in the chat, and you're going to tell me, should it be easy to legally disappear and start a new life? Okay, let's see. Vero here says, true, especially nowadays with um, social media, the right to be forgotten should be applied in certain situations. Good, good, good. What happens in Japan, um, what happens in Japan, in Spain, is called going to buy tobacco. (laughs) 
Yeah, dad went to buy tobacco. <laughs> By the way, I'm still in touch with my family, although I haven't seen any of my friends from back then. You know what I mean? I'm building a closer relationship with my family now in my 40s, you know. Anyway, let's continue. Um, Friday con starting over is better than the alternative. So I'm all for it. Exactly. What is the alternatives when you find yourself stuck in, um, uh, in a downward spiral? Sadly, only one, right? Maybe there are more. Let's continue. Of course it should. Bank credits should be bigger, says Eugene. Um, uh, Friday con, uh, also a big supporter of second chances. So there is a possibility of people living again. I support it. All right, guys. Well, those, that's what you've heard for now. Um, when we come back from the break, we'll read some, um, messages I received from Instagram with regards to this guys. So many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing these things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch and it means the absolute world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're joining us post quiz night. Natch is a superhero. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's had like five hours sleep. Fresh as a daisy, friends. Fresh as the daisy. <laughs> At least you put your fingers here. Muy like a pro, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're a little worse for wear this morning. But we did well. Natch came third, I came second. And um, Chris Frank from the show, Frankly Speaking, um, our new evening show, he came first. He was in a team of two people. This guy's, you know, he's got some nerd knowledge that um, that is superior to even my own. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, if you're just joining us, it's 9 a.m. Central European time. What have you missed? Well, we spoke earlier about scientists discovering a new human sense of touch. Apparently... The hair follicle's outer root is more sensitive or more touch-sensitive than receptors in skin cells. Unbelievable. So, um, so yeah, but I mean, essentially, isn't that what cat's whiskers are? You know? I don't know. Anyway, let's continue. We also looked at um, research showing that people are doing virtual meetings wrong. We're doing them too wrong. Too long. Too many people. If they're not engaged. <laughs> Natch, you've seen me in meetings. Right, you've seen me in two-hour, three-hour meetings. How much would you say in time do I actually speak? Maybe fifteen seconds. Maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah, exactly. Hi, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> then camera off, audio off. Back to work. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, thank you guys. The vote in the chat for the unpopular opinion has finished. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Jeez, if my boss is listening, I'm gonna be in trouble. Okay, um, and then we moved on to Estonia. I read an expert excerpt from a book that was shared to us by um, Fortune.com, A Theory of Everyone, that um, outlined how Estonia um, destroyed its old school plans and rebuilt their educational system from um, the ground up after breaking with Russia in 1991. Um, integrating classrooms, um, having them all connected, creating um, what could be described as a collaborative knowledge center online and how their, how their maths and science and reading capabilities are only surpassed by Asian countries. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, especially given that we've spoken so much about this on the radio. Um, a fascinating point there. And then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion. Um, shared to us by Naseret, um, one of our Patreon supporters. Thank you again so much, Naseret. It means the world that you support my work like that. Um, about the concept of johatsu. It's um, a Japanese phenomena translated as evaporation johatsu. And I, I apologize profusely if my Japanese pronunciation is bad. You should hear my Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> I've only been here 20 years. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, where 100,000 people a year are believed to legally 
because there are companies that help with this, legally disappear and reinvent themselves. Fascinating stuff. Um, I told a little story from um, from my life, um, whereas I did um, Jihatsu Light, <laughs> and I just left my home, um, and slowly, over the period of two or three years, separated myself from everything that I was and created a new version of me. And five years later, enjoyed quite a lot of success that would not have been possible if I was stuck in the same rut that I was in. I mean, I was heading down a road of of prison or death, <laughs> you know? And, um, and luckily, um, I was able to do that. I did get some messages online. Pardon me, I'm, I have to read from my phone today. I got some messages on Instagram with regards to this poll. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want to vote on the polls outside of the show, you can certainly do that on um, Twit, uh, sorry, Instagram, at Professional Bohemian. That's Bohemio Profesional on Instagram. All right. So let's get into this. Isabella. Isabella says, From a privacy standpoint, I understand why someone would want to disappear and start fresh. Everyone deserves a chance to control their own narrative and data, especially in this digital age. Um, Kuma. I understand the sentiment, but that's a dangerous path. We've had cases where people wanted to escape the law or commit fraud. Okay, fair point. Fair point. I mean, that is a concern, right? You know, if you can just legally, if there's a company you can pay to make you disappear and give you a new identity, then how do you protect against fraud? I mean, that's a, a serious point. Uh, Marisol um, I, I've met the many victims of abuse who'd love a system like this. It could be life-saving for them, says Marisol. Thanks. First time you've written to me. Thank you. Thank you. And Theo, again, writing to the show, he says, um, it's a philosophical dilemma. On one hand, um, the freedom to redefine oneself is alluring. On the other, uh, the societal implications are complex. It is, Theo. Um, amen to that. That's why we discuss it on the one and only Probo show where we talk about all the difficult things. All right, let's get into the chat because you guys had some um, had some ideas, right? Pedro, the elves' con arguments are spot on. A concept um, initiative created for a legitimate purpose may be massively misused to dodge criminal and civil responsibilities. Um, Friday Connor says, and look at you now after my little story there. True story fact of the matter is um you are a reflection of the people you're around all right and i'm not saying the people i was around were bad people they weren't bad people i was kind of stuck in that point of time in bradford it was a time of intense um racial crisis um it was it was and still is to many respects not as bad as it was a very poor in ex-industrial city um and, you know, and I just fell victim like a lot of my friends and family. Like, I, I I, know in my circle of friends, three people who've died of drug overdoses. One, a sister of a friend. Another died relatively recently, took his own life. I, I mean, it was a sad point in time for a city that was struggling. Um, and thankfully, the city is not um, in that state um, anymore. But I'm very thankful for the opportunity, the clarity I received just to just to bail, get out and start again, you know. Um, and maybe a system set up to help other people like me who are around people. At the end of the day, you're a reflection of the people that you're around. And if you show yourself to act in a certain way, that is the way they will treat you. And if you want to make a change, it's like swimming against the tide. Sometimes the best way to make an effective change in your life is to surround yourself with people who see you in a different way. And maybe who see your aberrant behavior that you want to change as something that is not normal for you. Does that make sense? It certainly made sense for me at the time. And it worked. Uh, let's see. Um, if this is applied in such a way that it can only be implemented if and when the person has paid all the debts towards society, it could be a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, of course, especially if that person has family responsibilities such as dependent children, says Edward. Yeah, true story. And he was replying to Rafelka. Rafelka said maybe they should offer support to face those problems instead of disappearing, which is also a fair point, right? 
It's also a fair point. I think back to my own personal situation where I wasn't breaking the law. I wasn't a criminal or anything, you know? Well, <laughs> I wasn't, um, uh, you know, I wasn't a serious criminal. <laughs> yeah, let's change the subject. Um, <laughs> like, I wasn't breaking the law or anything. I didn't have any family. I didn't have any dependents or anything like that. I was just on a downward spiral heading towards a really dark place. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how anyone would have could have supported me at that point in time. Because I honestly didn't even know what I wanted to change. I'm the only person who went to university to cut their hair short and stop drinking. <laughs> and there I stopped for five years and, you know, and I changed. I changed myself. I changed my direction. And I'm not sure what support I could have received at that time other than getting out of the environment that I was in, you know. That said, I did seek out counseling when I was at university to help me with the alcohol issue. So, you know, maybe there's some, some truth to that. Uh, let's see. Um, Pedro says, also, this new person would still bear the consequences of all the actions performed prior to their so-called rebirth, even if, if discovered later. So this rebirth could not be uh, absolute. The judicial, judicial system can still track the person down. So given all these caveats, I still vote false. Um, that's from Pedro. Friday con, rather than trapping a person in a life they don't want, allow them to change, uh, change, uh, allow them the, a chance at a life they do want. Yeah. Let me tell you something. As someone who felt trapped in that environment back then, um, it does feel like you're in prison, in a prison that you're not responsible um, for causing, you know? I mean, quite. I mean, a lot of the things, a lot of the problems in Bradford at that time—the violence, the the alcohol, every all of that—it was, um, it was just commonplace. You know, it was commonplace as a as a teenager at that time to participate in just, you know, extreme levels of drinking and you know encouraging like friends who are fighting, uh, real yob mentality. Anyway, let's continue. Um, to me, it sounds very much like something more appropriate for Japan, where the culture can be very oppressive when it comes to societal responsibilities. It's always better to start a new life if, other, if the other choice is suicide. Maybe that is an option, eh? Maybe this would be a great option for people who are experiencing suicidal tendencies, who feel trapped in their own lives. Hmm. Um... <laughs> the bridge says, I'm not wearing the right pajamas. Thanks, bridge. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, facing problems in some cases means um, changing your group of friends, work, lifestyle, or life, whatever is hurting you. True story, Rafelka, yeah. And I'm not saying that I completely, like, I maintain contact with my family. I mean, I, I went home very, very rarely, once every five to eight years. Now I'm going back every year. I'm closer to my mom and my uh, you know still don't talk to the same friends from back then um yeah but it did i mean for me it was um it did wonders um let's see what a tough past rob i'm sorry said edward don't be sorry man don't be sorry because it all led to um the person that i am today and i'll be honest a lot of the what i would consider some of my best attributes are directly the the hard times that i went through are directly responsible for those. That boundless energy and confidence, you know? When you can change your own life so drastically, it gives you an immense sense of personal pride and not many people are lucky enough to carry that around with them. Uh, and I am, so that's great. It's luck, really. All right, so um, we did put this to the vote in the chat. So the, um, the topic was, and as always, it's our audience that make the decision on this one. It should be easy to legally disappear and start a new life. Our audience said... 57% true. Yeah, a fascinating and complex issue. What do you feel about this one, Natch? I think it's complicated. I, mm. um, it should be easy, but it um, should be very controlled. Very yeah, yeah. Related one, not having legal issues pending or mm, yes, but imagine uh, I don't know serial killer. Yeah, like, exactly. To kill somebody and I want to change my life. And yeah, it's impossible for the police to to follow your exactly your track. I don't know. 
And then some, some company just gives him a new identity and he's living next door. Yeah, mm-hmm. imagine that. Imagine that. All right, guys. So, yeah, let's um, get to some final thoughts on this one. So, 57% true. I think this is um, appropriately weighted today, kind of in the middle, because it's clear to see that um, uh, that this could be abused, right? And is there any system that is unabusable, I would argue, that not? You know, we see abuses of power um, and abuses of uh, society's legal system all over the place, whether it be by the rich or by um, organized crime. You know, imagine, uh, yeah, as Natch said, imagine someone's guilty of a really heinous crime and they can just pay their way out of that crime by disappearing and starting a new life. It's it's worrisome. But here's um, here's something I will say. Maybe rather than this being the rule, maybe an exception, imagine what it would be for someone, a victim of abuse or someone like me, um, born in a, um, in a rough city, um, heading down a rough path. Truth of the matter is, if someone would have asked me, do you want to change your life? Do you want to start again? I would have probably said no. <laughs> Although it is kind of in a certain way what I did. Well, actually, what I did do wasn't start a new life. Just step away from my current life. That's what I did. So, yeah. But here's the fact, friends. If the, um, uh, if, and I know there are people out there, probably even listening to this show right now, feeling trapped, feeling like, you know, they're in a prison created by their friends and family in a life that makes them miserable and they only see one option maybe society could provide for those people a second option starting again the ability to create new friend circle of friends to start new career opportunities where um, where life has put you um, behind bars maybe um, maybe our audience is right today maybe it's not as black and white as true or false Maybe it's like most things in life. It's um, some kind of shade of grey. So on that note, friends, let's go to 100 Humans. <laughs> All right, friends, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today, I asked them to name a physical trait, un trato, trato physico, right? Is it? Rasgo. Rasgo. Rasgo physico. physico. Damn. Translation elf. Regain consciousness. Um, a rasgo physico, a physical trait that might make someone appear suspicious. Sospechoso. All right. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the live audience is to identify those top seven answers um let's see um no rob for ah like for a for a a virtual meeting got a good rob never be sorry for your past i'm happy for you thank you me too pedro um so in a nutshell johatsu is better than banzai yeah true story yeah yeah absolutely we got probo approved for the guys for the crew today doing good work guys probo approved great work today um, Rob, you whip that elf too hard, says the bridge. Incorrect, bridge. You can never whip them hard enough. <laughs> All right. Um, as always, as always, um, we go to um, the one and only Oracle for this. Oracle, what do you think? What's something that makes someone seem or appear suspicious? Suspicious. Maybe a big scar. A big scar. Yeah. Woo! A scar. Is a scar there? No, it's not. Although now you say it, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. God, Natch, I think this is the first time ever you haven't identified an answer. Yeah, look, see, the quiz night taking its toll at last. I feel better. <laughs> All right, um, Conman here says a trench coat. A, a trench coat. A trench coat is one of those long jackets that spies wear in spy movies. Or um, detective wear, a uh, detective wears a trench coat. It's not there. Sorry, guys. What? Ah, I might have to give the guys a clue today. 
Um, you mean Harry Carey? Ah, maybe, maybe Harry Carey is suicide in Japan. I'm not sure. Um, but thank you for that, Edward. All right, let's get into it some more. Eugene says, dark glasses. Is dark glasses there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Eugene getting us off the board today with dark glasses. Something that might make someone appear suspicious. Suspicious. Dark glasses, 25 of 100 humans said that. Um, uh, Eugene and Fridaycon. Actually, Fridaycon said it first. Sunglasses. Well done. Vero says silence. They're quiet. Hmm. This guy's this guy too quiet. <laughs> no one's ever thinking I'm suspicious in that case. <laughs> is silence there? No, it's not. Uh, let's see. Sunglasses, dark glasses. Thanks. Um, lifting their collar or popping their collar, we would call it. Um, lifting their collar. Does that? I think that's a sign of a chulo rather than someone who's suspicious. Chulo in uh, in English, an asshole. <laughs> All right, is uh, lifting their collar there? No, it's not. Sorry, guys. All right, I'm going to give you some clues because we've got some really great. Um, we've got some really great. Complete the news today. Okay, the number one answer. Basically, all of these is, is just me when I'm not at work. <laughs> it's a special item of clothing um, that you would wear on your upper torso, but will also cover your head and neck. <laughs> Andy has one. If you watch the lunchtime show, it says Texas on the front. What do we call those? I think you actually call it the same thing in Spanish. Create your own words, Spain. Damn. <laughs> Pedro has it. Do you know where it is, Natch? A hoodie. A hoodie. There it is. Well done. Well done, Pedro and Natch. 34 of 100 humans. Their number one answer. Well done. All right. Um, what else do we have here in the chat? We have a walking stick. No, it's not there. Come on. It's not there. Uh, face redness, fidgeting, sweating, murmuring. Wow, you guys, amazing vocabulary. Sadly, none of those are there. Rafelka says, wearing a mask or a, a stocking on the face, like a bank robber, wearing a mask. It's there, well done, Rafelka. It's the fifth most popular answer with five of a hundred humans saying a mask will make someone appear suspicious. Hmm. Um, Fridaycon also said mask there. Well done. Okay, you've got to imagine if someone's done something suspicious. <laughs> it feels weird because I carry one of these every single day. <laughs> carry one of these every single day. In fact, if you go on the Madrid Metro, nearly everyone has one. But maybe under the right circumstances, they may appear suspicious. Why? Because something's got to be inside of them. Hmm. You know, you'll see often school kids wearing these, you know, or carrying things around with these. <laughs> um, Friday Con says a bag. It's a particular kind of bag. Do you know where it is, Natch? I don't know. Ooh. Pedro says a backpack. Is it a backpack? Yes, it is. Well done. 100 humans, very judgy today. <laughs> Very judgy. All right. Um, what else do we have here? Um, tattoos, says Fridaycon. Tattoos. Is tattoos there? Yes, it is. Well done. You guys have only got two left. Conman says, a bomb. <laughs> if you're carrying around a bomb, I agree. You will appear suspicious. <laughs> you know, it's very rare, isn't it? It's not there, Con. It's not there. Sorry. Okay, this is a general, um, a general appearance thing. You know, here in Spain, you very rarely see people like this. People are quite the opposite of this. In fact, they're usually very neat, well dressed. You know, they look like they they care about their appearance. And this trait is, you would say, the opposite of that. Hmm. What am I talking about? What would it be? Do you know, Natch? I don't know. Tener mala pinta, I would say. In yeah, bueno. 
Uh, I don't know how you actually say it in Spain. You probably don't even have a word for it. You guys are so well-dressed. <laughs> it is to be unkempt or scruffy. Yeah. Okay, usually, so we had tattoos as an answer. Usually, tattoos sister, tattoos cousin of the same ilk. Body modification that is not a tattoo. <laughs> Can anyone in the chat identify this one? I think Natch knows. Don't you, Natch? Go on. Piercings. Piercings, there it is. <laughs> well done, friends. Ooh, I don't think we have time for a complete the news today, man. That sucks. Let's go through the list. All right, let's go through the list. Okay, in position number seven. When I asked 100 humans to name a physical trait, un rasgo physico, thank you, Natch, um, uh, that might make someone appear suspicious, sospechoso. In position number... Ah, oh, seven. Six. Sorry, seven, Natch. Sorry, I'm... Estoy causando un lío, macho. In position number seven was piercings. Well done. Okay, in position number... There we go. Thank you, 100 humans. God, leave Natch alone. He didn't go to bed until 1 a.m. All right. A backpack, mochila, a backpack. In position number five um, was tattoo. No, a mask. Edward says, they are very distrusting people. I know, man. <laughs> this is basic. They're basically describing me here, how I dress on the weekends. <laughs> In position number four, we had tattoos. Tatuajes, 10 of 100 humans said that one. In position number three was to be unkempt or scruffy. I need a word for this in Spanish. Mal, mal vestido, no, mal, eh, I don't know. Scruffy, you know, when your hair's scruffy and you, you know, you just, you, you haven't shaved. I don't know. If you know, send it to me in a message, wherever. In position number two was wearing sunglasses, gafas del sol. Wearing sunglasses. And finally, in position number one, when I asked people to name a physical trait that makes someone appear suspicious, it was wearing a hoodie. Well done, guys. We didn't have time for complete the news today, but rest assured, tomorrow we will do those two news stories about Leo DeSeal, Leo DiCaprio, and Joe Biden. We'll get to those tomorrow. Guys, thank you so much. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. Thank you so much. See you then. See you then.